Section 22 of A Wonder Book for Girls and Boys. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Warren Cotty, Gurney, Illinois. A Wonder Book for Girls and Boys by Nathaniel Hawthorne. Section 22 After the Story of the Chimera eustace bright told the legend of bellerophon with as much fervor and animation as if he had really been taking a gallop on the winged horse at the conclusion he was gratified to discern by the glowing countenances of his auditors how greatly they had been interested all their eyes were dancing in their heads except those of primrose in her eyes there were positively tears for she was conscious of something in the legend which the rest of them were not yet old enough to feel. Child's story as it was, the student had contrived to breathe through it the ardor, the generous hope, and the imaginative enterprise of youth. I forgive you now, Primrose, said he, for all your ridicule of myself and my stories. One tear pays for a great deal of laughter. Well, Mr. Bright, answered primrose wiping her eyes and giving him another of her mischievous smiles it certainly does elevate your ideas to get your head above the clouds i advise you never to tell another story unless it be as at present from the top of a mountain or from the back of pegasus replied eustace laughing don't you think that i succeeded pretty well in catching that wonderful pony it was so like one of your madcap pranks cried primrose clapping her hands i think i see you now on his back two miles high and with your head downward it is well that you have not really an opportunity of trying your horsemanship on any wilder steed than our sober davy or old hundred for my part i wish i had pegasus here at this moment said the student i would mount him forthwith and gallop about the country within a circumference of a few miles making literary calls on my brother authors Dr. Dewey would be within my reach, at the foot of Taconic. In Stockbridge, yonder is Mr. James, conspicuous to all the world on his mountain pile of history and romance. Longfellow, I believe, is not yet at the Oxbow, else the winged horse would neigh at the sight of him. But, here in Lennox, I should find our most truthful novelist, who has made the scenery and life of Berkshire all her own. On the hither side of Pittsfield sits Herman Melville, shaping out the gigantic conception of his white whale while the gigantic shape of greylock looms upon him from his study window another bound of my flying steed would bring me to the door of holmes whom i mentioned last because pegasus would certainly unseat me the next minute and claim the poet as his rider have we not an author for our next neighbor asked primrose that silent man who lives in the old red house near tanglewood avenue and whom we sometimes meet with two children at his side in the woods or at the lake i think i have heard of his having written a poem or a romance or an arithmetic or a school history or some other kind of a book hush primrose hush exclaimed eustace in a thrilling whisper and putting his finger on his lip not a word about that man even on a hilltop if our babble were to reach his ears and happen not to please him he has but to fling a choir or two of paper into the stove, and you, Primrose, and I, 
and periwinkle sweet fern squash blossom blue eye huckleberry clover cowslip plantain milkweed dandelion and buttercup yes and wise mr pringle with his unfavorable criticisms on my legends and poor mrs pringle too would all turn to smoke and go whisking up the funnel our neighbor in the red house is a harmless sort of person enough for aught i know as concerns the rest of the world but something whispers to me that he has a terrible power over ourselves extending to nothing short of annihilation and would tanglewood turn to smoke as well as we asked periwinkle quite appalled at the threatened destruction and what would become of ben and bruin tanglewood would remain replied the student looking just as it does now but occupied by an entirely different family and ben and bruin would still be alive and would make themselves very comfortable with the bones from the dinner-table without ever thinking of the good times which they and we have had together what nonsense you are talking exclaimed primrose with idle chat of this kind the party had already begun to descend the hill and were now within the shadow of the woods primrose gathered some mountain laurel the leaf of which though of last year's growth was still as verdant and elastic as if the frost and thaw had not alternately tried their force upon its texture of these twigs of laurel she twined a wreath and took off the student's cap in order to place it on his brow nobody else is likely to crown you for your stories observed saucy primrose so take this from me do not be too sure answered eustace looking really like a youthful poet with the laurel among his glossy curls that i shall not win other wreaths by these wonderful and admirable stories i mean to spend all my leisure during the rest of the vacation and throughout the summer term at college in writing them out for the press mr j t fields with whom i became acquainted when he was in berkshire last summer and who is a poet as well as a publisher will see their uncommon merit at a glance he will get them illustrated i hope by billings and will bring them before the world under the very best of auspices through the eminent house of ticknor and company in about five months from this moment i make no doubt of being reckoned among the lights of the age poor boy said primrose half aside what a disappointment awaits him descending a little lower bruin began to bark and was answered by the graver bow-wow of the respectable ben they soon saw the good old dog keeping careful watch over dandelion sweet fern cowslip and squash blossom these little people quite recovered from their fatigue had set about gathering checkerberries and now came clambering to meet their playfellows thus reunited the whole party went down through luther butler's orchard and made the best of their way home to tanglewood End of section 22. Recording by Warren Cotty, Gurnee, Illinois. End of A Wonder Book for Girls and Boys by Nathaniel Hawthorne.